You're listening to Radio Influence. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close, if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Yeah, here we are in the month of November. We have flipped that calendar from October, and we are ready for Mucho Underdoggies. Hello there. Welcome into a new week. I am your somewhat lucid host, TJ Reeves. He is senior handicapper and writer from VegasInsider.com. Mr. Kevin Rogers, good to be back with you, uh, my friend, here on the show. And uh, we all, we're almost disappointed at this point to leave October in the rearview mirror because we were rolling along. It was the month of October for a while on Three Dog Thursday for you and me. Yeah, it was. And now we have two months into the books, into the NFL and the college seasons. And now we have a lot of crucial games in college coming up uh, this month, we have LSU-Alabama on Saturday, which is obviously a huge game in the SEC and some big games in the NFL. And, you know, hopefully we can keep some of those winners going. Well, yeah, and, and again, to document on this show, you can go back and listen to all of our archives, and you can take my word for it here as well. In the month of October, for Kevin and for me, I, I ended up hitting two out of three underdogs all five uh, of the last five shows, including all of the ones uh, here in October. Um, and Kevin has hit a college football winner, a college football underdog to cover in each of the last five shows. So again, take this for what it's worth. We do what we pledged. Didn't we pledge in October? I pledged. We pledged in this political season. The, the politicians have to take a pledge. We pledged to be better. We have been better on three dog Thursday. That's a good thing. Kevin Rogers. It is, and last week my college winner was uh, Army as they beat Wake Forest outright, so that was a nice nice one to get. You know, it's one thing when you have an underdog and they cover, but they don't win the game. It feels better when they win the game, so then at least you say, okay, you know, I didn't even need the points uh, in that situation. But, you know, we have so many games to choose from, and you just hope you could find one or two out there that uh, that are barking, you know, that, that yeah. out of all these teams. Yeah, and you try to look for teams – that maybe are a little bit under the radar or maybe are coming off a bad loss as a favorite, and now they're flipped to an underdog role, and they'll probably step up. Well, and you did that with the Army. How about the Black Knights of the Hudson? The Cadets got three early wins, got another win over an ACC team. The All the service academies are playing well. Of course, Navy is playing Notre Dame in an early game on Saturday. You and I are actually both going to stay away from that, but all three service academies have been winning football games. Uh, so far this year, I ended up with the the late the wild Clemson Florida State the late backdoor cover where Florida State uh, we were uh, on three dog Thursday last week getting Florida State at four and a half as an underdog. I took them to win the game outright. It did not work out. Deshaun Watson and Clemson fantastic with the game on the line. It still was a cover for underdog purposes. I did call the Saints with an outright win over Seattle. And uh, in that matchup at the Superdome, and they pulled it out. Yes, Seattle had their chances, including in the final seconds, uh, throwing for the end zone with a chance to win the game. Uh, pass ends up being incomplete, 
as uh, the receiver curse couldn't get his feet down on what would have been the winning touchdown in the back of the end zone. Doesn't matter. Saints get the win, a cover on Three Dog Thursday. So we just kind of lay that out on the show here today as we get ready to pick these underdogs. And we've got underdogs spread out all through the weekend. I will tell you that I have got a Thursday underdog coming up when we get to this. And as always, Kevin, they they may hear us uh, as the weekend goes on on Saturday or Sunday. You may already know about underdogs that haven't succeeded. Understand we're obviously taping this show for Thursday. So you may hear an unsuccessful underdog by the time we get to Saturday and Sunday. Just understand that that's when the show uh, is done. So with that, where do you want to begin for us in college football, sir? I will begin in the ACC this week. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, they head to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. And last year, I remember this game uh, very vividly because I had Georgia Tech minus 6.5 against North Carolina in Atlanta. Georgia Tech was up 21 nothing, cruising along. And then North Carolina put together a massive rally, and they ended up winning that game outright as nearly a touchdown underdog, and that kind of got them going towards the ACC championship where they eventually lost to Clemson. And two years ago, they played another wild game in Chapel Hill where Carolina won at the end, and they went back and forth a ton of points. Now Georgia Tech is getting double digits on the road at North Carolina. This is a Tar Heel team that has played a lot on the road recently. They're coming off wins the last two weeks at Miami and at Virginia as uh, – you know, they, they beat Miami as an underdog, they beat Virginia as a favorite. Now they're back at home, where the last time they played at home, they were blown out by Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech's a team that started off a little bit slow. They had a bad season last year. Start off a bit slow this year, but they've kind of got it together the last few weeks. They had a close loss at Pitt. They've won the last two weeks at home. Granted, not over great competition, but at the same time, I think that there's value in Georgia Tech where you, know, you have this triple option that does give teams problems. And Georgia Tech, they've hung with Carolina the last two years. And in each of those situations, uh, North Carolina was never a favorite of this size. I just think that Georgia Tech, in this situation, that they can find a way to stay within the number. Well, and again, uh, Georgia Tech, much like what we're talking about with the service academies, loves to run that triple option or at least a version of the read option in Paul Johnson's offense always seems to give people fits. We'll see if that is the case, as you're going to take them as a large underdog. That is an early game. I'm going to go with another early game, and I'm going to go Big Ten, and I am going to go Northwestern Wildcats, who definitely gave Ohio State all they could handle in the game last Saturday night before Ohio State scored in the waning moments to win. They're playing against Wisconsin, a Wisconsin team that had a hard-fought game with Nebraska that went to overtime themselves that they ended up winning uh, 23-17. to And uh, Northwestern had won three games in a row uh, prior to the Ohio State game. They seem to have found some things. They've got a pretty prolific offense uh, right now. You don't have all the household names, but Clayton Thorson, the quarterback, has thrown for almost 2,000 yards. Kevin Rogers probably knew this, but most of the college football fans don't know the name Clayton Thorson. Thrown for almost 2,000 yards and 15 touchdowns. They've got an excellent running back in Justin Jackson, one of the top running backs in the Big Ten, uh, who's already got almost 900 yards and six touchdowns. I think Northwestern can score here, and Wisconsin has played so many knockdown, dragout games with Michigan and with 
Iowa and uh, also with Ohio State and also now that overtime game with Nebraska. They're on the road. They haven't won uh, in the last four tries at Northwestern. I think it's going to be a Northwestern upset win. I am going to take the Wildcats plus the six and a half over the eighth-ranked Badgers. I mean, the Badgers are still dreaming the dream right now of the college football playoff. The, the only loss right now is to Michigan. They have a win over LSU. Uh, they, they actually have two losses also with the loss to Ohio State in the late game. But, I mean, they have a win over LSU. They have a win over Iowa. So Wisconsin is an interesting team. But I like, I just in this spot, I like Pat Fitzgerald's Wildcats for the reasons I laid out. I'm going to take the points in the outright win. Kevin, do you have a quick thought? Yeah, I mean, this Northwestern team has uh, been excellent in the, in the underdog role. You know, and you say with Wisconsin, you know, how much of a hangover will you have from last week's victory over Nebraska that went to overtime and we've seen Wisconsin pick up some nice wins but also you know they they yep. I don't say falling apart at the end but they've had some close losses as well to some quality teams I, I gotta think this would be a pretty close game all right which direction are you headed next for a second college football underdog on three dog Thursday Kevin Rogers we're going to go to the Pac-12, and I didn't have a lot of luck going against the Washington Huskies against Oregon a few weeks ago uh, when Washington dropped 70 on Oregon. And now Washington plays another team that doesn't play a lot of defense. But, you know, at the same time, the Huskies, they keep finding ways to win, but now they're laying 17 going to Berkeley to take on the Cal Golden Bears. And for Cal, you know, this is a team that has been successful as a home underdog this year that they've won already three times as a home underdog. And now you're getting a lot of points with them. Cal coming off a loss to USC last week on the road. And they had a few more days at least to prepare for this Husky team in Washington coming off a tough victory over Utah uh, last week that uh, didn't come too easy. They didn't, they didn't score as many points as they're you know accustomed to. Now, last year, if this means anything, it probably doesn't. But Cal went to Seattle. They beat Washington and Jake Browning, the quarterback of Washington, was intercepted twice by Cal. Didn't put up great numbers, and I get he's made a lot of strides this year. But still, Cal gave them problems last year on the road. And, and yes, they did have Jared Goff as their quarterback. But still, I think that this is a lot of points for Washington to cover. They laid 17 at Arizona earlier this year, and they ended up winning that game in overtime, so they obviously didn't cover that one. I just think that, you know, Washington is one of these teams, you know, that sooner or later they're going to have not necessarily a dud, but they're going to run into someone on the road and probably not have that great performance. We saw how Oregon failed in that a few weeks ago, but I think that Cal is up to the task here where they've been up and down, but uh, back at home, primetime game, at least out there, that's nationally televised. I think that uh, Cal can find a way to stay in this one. That's the voice of Kevin Rogers, Senior Handicapper, VegasInsider.com. I'm TJ Reeves. This is Three Dog Thursday. We always uh, love the insight from Kevin in, in predicting these underdogs, so he will go Cal Bears. Remember, they burned me. I took them last week on Three Dog Thursday for the Thursday night game at the Coliseum. They were only playing on six days rest after having played Friday night the week before. They're really beat up on defense. How about this? Uh, the Cal Bears, I'm not trying to talk you out of your pick, but the Cal Bears are already to their seventh different safety that they've had to 
use because of injury so far this season. Sonny Dykes has run out of secondary guys to be able to plug in. We'll see if they can contend with Jay. I and mean, they can score. There's no doubt they can put points on the board with Baker Mayfield and some offensive weapons. They have some good receivers. Can they stop Washington is the question uh, in that Saturday night game. While we have a moment, we've got two or three more minutes here, I'm going to lay off another college underdog. I've got two NFL underdogs coming up. You've got one more NFL underdog to round out Three Dog Thursday for you. Both of us stayed away from LSU plus the seven and a half points in the huge SEC West showdown with Alabama. Leonard Fournette back from injury. Of course, LSU with Ed Orgeron as the interim coach after firing Les Miles. This game is always one of the top games of the year in college football to pay attention to. Neither one of us took LSU. How competitive, how close do you think this game will be, seeing as how Alabama has wiped out seemingly every stout opponent that they've played so far? Give me a give me a quick opinion. Can LSU keep it close here? Is Alabama going to roll here? What is your thought? Well, two ways of looking at it with LSU. That number one, they've lost to Wisconsin, and they lost a close game at the end to an Auburn team that, that's on fire right now. So LSU is very close a few plays away to maybe being a one-loss team or unbeaten. And uh, that's one thing you got to put. But on the flip side, since Les Miles has uh, been fired, LSU in their three wins, really they didn't beat anybody that great uh, in, in this in this stretch. Leonard Fournette has been running the ball very well. As of late, I look at Alabama and I say it's hard to deny their domination, not only in general, but also of LSU since they lost remember that 9-6 game. They won the national championship against LSU that year. They shut them out, and they pretty much have dominated uh, the Tigers. That It's just hard to go against Bama just the way they've been playing, even though you know they are a road favorite here of around a touchdown. It's just hard to go against them because Alabama just seems unstoppable at this point. Well, and Alabama won the overtime game two years ago uh, to basically lock up the SEC West two seasons ago. Last year, they completely shut down Fournette in that game. This is an Alabama defense, Kevin, you know this, that has scored a touchdown in eight consecutive games this season. Defensively, they have a touchdown in all eight games so far this year. So we'll see how it works out on Saturday. going to be a live, hyped environment uh, for that matchup in Baton Rouge. Uh, again, will Fournette have a big game? I, I doubt that he'll have the big game. Maybe he will have a, a touchdown in this game, but I don't know that he goes crazy for 150, 200 yards against the Alabama defense. We'll find out. Both of us are staying away from LSU on Three Dog Thursday. All right, Kevin, stand by. We've got more to talk about with the National Football League. The NFL, the pro picks for the underdogs. It's part of Three Dog Thursday. And Kevin and I are are coming back with a couple of uh, West Coast matchups. I've got a couple of NFL underdogs. Uh, We will share all of that with you as we continue on Three Dog Thursday. Is debt beating you down? You need discipline. You need the Debt Ninja. If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need the Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call the Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment. Reduce your payments by 30 to 50% and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, 
Call the Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. We are back in. It is Three Dog Thursday. We are proud to be with you each and every week picking underdogs in college and pro football, whether you're hearing us on RadioInfluence.com or through the two premier on-demand podcasting ways to hear this show, iTunes and Stitcher. These are the various ways that you can hear the show. It's whether you're clicking over on uh, on Radio Influence or subscribing via iTunes and Stitcher. Rate the show, by the way. Help us promote and spread the word on social media and elsewhere. And Kevin and I have been passing out underdogs all college football season and will continue to do so. Again, I've picked 10 of the last 15 correct. On the five weeks of this show, I've gotten two out of three every week. Kevin has had a college football underdog each week for the last five weeks come through for him and uh, we are ready to pick some pro football underdogs in a couple moments but just to recap Kevin is going with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets against North Carolina uh, in that matchup, he's getting 10.5 points. Cal will take on Washington at home, and he's getting 17. I'll take Northwestern as a home doggy against Wisconsin in the Big Ten. So those are our college football underdogs. And now we head off to the pros. And, uh, Kevin, as we as we bring you back in, we have uh, begun to learn some things, discern some things uh, about this NFL season. We definitely know that uh, teams like the New England Patriots, year in and year out with Tom Brady back, they look almost unbeatable. Dallas Cowboys have emerged as one of the top teams. Uh, Denver is obviously going to be right there. They took care of San Diego uh, last week, and the Broncos have a big one coming up uh, with the Raiders in the black hole. Um, I'm actually going to go Thursday night football. I have not done this as of yet, but I am going to go. I am associated. I am part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast. Kevin, I'm going to go Buccaneers on Thursday night. Are you going to try to handcuff me, straightjacket me, and keep me from going Buccaneers on Three Dog Thursday for the Thursday night game with the Falcons? No. I mean, we've talked about Dan Quinn's record as a favorite, and it's horrible. Uh, he's only covered one time. I think I've lost track. And I think it's, it's one, one and ten or one and eleven. He is, he is now one and eleven because they were favored last week against Green Bay and did not cover with the one point. He is one and eleven on that stat you've given us as a favorite these two years in Atlanta. That's unreal. Yeah, he's one and eleven, and the Falcons lost the Buccaneers back in Week One. Jameis Winston had a probably his best game of the season back in uh, Week One in that victory at the Georgia Dome, and the Bucks have had success against the Falcons at home. Last few years, uh, yeah, it's hard to really make a huge case for Atlanta. And you look at Jaquiz Rogers has run the ball well for the Buccaneers, and they've had all their problems with their running backs getting hurt. So, yeah, I don't really have an issue with uh, taking the Buccaneers this week. And again, it's a it's really a must win for Tampa Bay. It's part of a three game stretch where they're at home for all three. They lose the first one in a wild, bizarre, crazy overtime game to the Raiders. Can't afford to lose this one. And plus, if Tampa Bay wins over Atlanta, it creates a three-way tie in the loss column before the Saints play this weekend, where Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and the Saints would all have four losses at that point. So the division race now comes back into focus 
if the Bucks are able to get this game. We already know the Bucks. speaking of Jaquiz Rogers on, on uh, Wednesday afternoon, the Bucks ruled Jaquiz Rogers out for the Thursday night game. And also the Falcons ruled Tevin Coleman. They're part of their one-two punch at running back with Devontae Freeman. They ruled him out with a bad hamstring. So backup running backs are going to be at a premium for this game. I'll take the Buccaneers, Jameis Winston and company, to make enough plays to beat the Falcons, complete the season sweep. I will take them on Three Dog Thursday on a Thursday night. And again, the one qualifier that we always have on the show, if you're hearing the show after Thursday, you know how smart or how stupid I was to take that pick for Thursday night. Nothing we can do about it if you're listening to us on Friday or Saturday or Sunday uh, as part of the games that we're building up to for the weekend. But I will go Bucks for underdog number one in pro football. Which way would you like to travel for our second NFL underdog, Kevin? We'll go out west to the Los Angeles Rams. Still sounds weird saying that. But uh, the Rams host the Carolina Panthers at the Coliseum. Only the third home game this year for the Rams. They beat the Seahawks early on. They lost to the Bills in the, their last quote-unquote home game was against the Giants, but that game was in London, and the Rams uh, have been off uh, since that loss to the Giants. Obviously, we know that the quarterback uh, that the quarterback comparison in this game that uh, the advantage goes to Carolina with Cam Newton. Like, there's really no disputing that against Case Keenum. However, though, Carolina's 0-3 this year on the road this season, 0-3 both straight up and against the spread that they've been a favorite all three times, and they found a way to lose all three times. Now you can say, all right, you know, they lost to Denver, quality team. They lost to New Orleans, tough place to play. And they lost to Atlanta, a tough place to play. So now they're going to L.A. Not a lot of familiarity, obviously, since the Rams haven't been there in 20 years. But, you know, for the Rams, they have been competitive in these games. Even though they've fallen short, they were right there with the Lions on the road. They built a 10 nothing lead over the Giants. Granted, they fell apart and Keenum was horrible getting intercepted four times. But for the most part, this Rams team has hung around, for the exception of the San Francisco game back in week one, where I still don't understand how the 49ers yep. played so well in that game. So yep. They've been awful the last you know six games or whatever. That the Rams have really, you know, they've been competitive and they've hung around. And I think now back as a home underdog this week against Carolina, I had Carolina last week against Arizona. I thought they would get back on track and they did. Now you got to try to continue that. They haven't shown that they can continue that and be consistent. So, I say I'll go against the public here and take the Rams. In the How about that? Taking three points with the Rams at home. Now, hey, Cam Newton in the news coming out of last weekend's game, feeling that he is being unnecessarily and unfairly uh, basically snubbed by the refs, not being protected, not, not being protected for hits to the knees or hits to the head. Uh, it does turn out he he boasted after the game he was going to talk to Roger Goodell, Kevin, the NFL commissioner, about this. They actually did have a conversation. There was a pre-planned event on Monday that Cam Newton and the commissioner were part of, and they had a conversation. I will let you have the pulpit here. Do you buy into this that he's somehow not being taken care of as a quarterback the same way that you take care of a Tom Brady or you take care of a Drew Brees or the, the other star quarterbacks on hits, low hits, hits to the head do you buy any of that at all let me just go sidebar really quick that obviously he acted like a real baby after the super bowl against denver and a lot of people looked at it and they said wow you know this guy's a complainer or this guy you know he's a baby he's a whiner, or whatever i don't have a problem with what he's saying i really don't and i'll tell you why because that denver game in the opener uh carolina denver i had carolina in that game actually there were times where he 
would throw a pass in Denver's defense would hit him in the head, and I said, "There's no penalty there. Right. There's nothing. Right. That he was get, he was, and I don't care how big he is, how athletic he is, it doesn't matter. That he still should get some protection, and I think he does have a point. That there are times, and he's not complaining. There are times where he's getting, you know, you can look at late hits in the NFL and say, "Wow, that that's kind of a, you know, that's a cheap flag. That's right. on. But there are times he's getting speared in the in the head." And nothing is getting called. And let me interject. And again, let me interject. The play that he was the most upset about Sunday is the Cardinals dove at his knees in the pocket, which is supposed to be an automatic flag to protect the quarterback. They didn't call it. And Dean Blandino and the NFL officials have now, the, the league office have now confirmed that should have been a 15-yard penalty. He has a valid beef that they dove at his knees. And his answer after the game was, that could have torn my ACL and ended my season. It happened to Tom Brady a few years ago. It's happened to other quarterbacks before. So I'm with you on that point that there is some merit to this when you're seeing certain plays, Kevin. Keep going. Well, well, and also, too, it's kind of like the Shaquille O'Neal argument in basketball. Just because he's so big doesn't mean that he can't, you can't flagrantly foul it. Like, you, you have to leave it. Like, if you foul him, then it's not a foul because he's so big. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think his size has something to do with it, too. And when you look at his size, that, that's what I think they, they want to focus on. And he should be, if you're going to have all these, I guess the thing is, if you're going to govern it like that, if every quarterback is treated the same, get over it. But it's not. I don't think that's the case. I think that some of these other quarterbacks get barely touched, and they're calling 15-yard penalties, where this guy is getting speared in the head, hit in the knees, and nothing is called. So, yes, I do agree with him. I think that they aren't playing it fair with him as opposed to other quarterbacks. And let's be very uh, interested and mindful. The Rams are a team that plays to the whistle on defense. Greg Williams, uh, let's be honest, is a volatile, disgraced. Remember, he sat out for a year with the whole Bounty Gate thing, defensive coordinator. His team is aggressive, hitting people late at times, hitting quarterbacks after they throw it at times. Let's see if the officials have the quick flags or not to protect Cam Newton in this game uh, with the Rams. Aaron Donald fantastic defensive tackle they've got some pass rushers let's see what happens now that cam cam newton is lobbying for flags and calls in this game that leaves one more game for me final three or four minutes on three dog thursday i am going to stay out west but in this case the game in san diego i think marcus mariota the titans uh, as a whole have figured something out i believe they've turned the corner i know jacksonville's terrible but they rolled them on thursday night football they have won two or three important games i know indianapolis got them at the very end of the game, but they've won a couple of other uh, significant games uh, this season already with Mariota playing very well. He's got 11 touchdown passes and one interception in the last four games. Uh, DeMarco Murray, a little bit of a question mark with a toe injury in that Thursday night game. They still have Derrick Henry uh, waiting in the wing. Speaking of Alabama, as we were earlier in the show, the Heisman Trophy winner to run the ball. Tennessee's defense is also improved here. Phillip Rivers scares me because he was back throwing interceptions again last week in Denver. I am going to take the Titans and the five points. I I like the Titans to win this game in San Diego. I believe they are improved and on the rise in that division. Uh, Mariota has got a, a special skill set at his size and speed. I will take Tennessee over San Diego plus the five as my third of three underdogs for this week. Kevin, you got a quick comment on that? I know you've backed the Chargers a couple of times. They play a lot of wild games, and they're back at home. A quick thought, real quick? Yeah, besides the win over Jacksonville back in week two, every game has pretty much come down the stretch with the Chargers, and it's just hard to lay 
points with them. Uh, you know, when I look at Tennessee, you make good points about the Titans. I've noticed with Marcus Mariota, for some reason, I feel like he plays better on the road than at home. I don't know what it is. And as long as DeMarco Murray's toe, you know, is all right, you know, and he's back to what, you know, I don't want to say an elite level, back to, you know, pretty much like an all-pro level after his bad year in Philadelphia last year. And, you know, the Titans, they find ways to win, and, and they have been in a lot of these games this year. They lost at Houston in a close one. They came back and won at Detroit. You know, they lost in the Open of Minnesota, giving a couple defensive touchdowns. So, you know, this team is getting there. They, they really are. And for San Diego, I don't know how much they can keep this up with all these close finishes. Yeah, and Tennessee got a road win at Miami as well. You're right, maybe they play better on the road. We'll find out. I'll take them in the five points. couple of moments left on Three Dog Thursday. Again, he's Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Tell them more. The The World Series uh, has now wrapped up, but that doesn't mean that there's not plenty on the plate at VegasInsider.com. Tell them more real quick. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the NBA season is underway, and also college basketball starts next week. NFL rolling on. You can check out all of our work for the National Football League. I have my pick six column, which did well last week. Uh, total Talk, which focuses completely on totals. Tech Trends, which gets a lot of traffic as well. Just pure uh, trend angles for all the NFL and college games. Also going back to college football. We'll have an, a huge write-up on Alabama LSU for Saturday night, as well as a lot of the other big conference matchups. And you can check out all of this at VegasInsider.com, as well as our Twitter feed at TwitVI. And also follow Kevin at VI Rogers on Twitter. You can follow this show at Three Dog Thursday on Twitter as well. Again, find us not only on RadioInfluence.com, but subscribe to this show on iTunes and Stitcher. Rate the show. Spread the word about Three Dog Thursday and the success we're having. You're getting free underdogs on this show from Kevin and me. Again, I've picked 10 of them in the last five weeks correctly. 10 out of 15. Kevin's hit a college football underdog each of the last five weeks. Real quick. Here are the picks again. In college, Kevin goes with Cal plus the 17 against Washington. Georgia Tech plus 10.5 against North Carolina. I've got Northwestern plus the 6.5 at home with Wisconsin. I'll take the Buccaneers Thursday night in pro football plus the 4 to win the game with the Falcons. Kevin likes the Rams getting 3 points at the Coliseum with Carolina. I will take the Titans plus 5 against San Diego. There it all is. Kevin, enjoy all the football this week. New month, but I think we're going to keep the roll going on Three Dog Thursday, sir. Absolutely. Look forward to talking to you next week. There you go. Kevin Rogers again. Follow him at VI Rogers on Twitter. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday on Twitter throughout the weekend. Good luck with the underdog selections, Kevin. And for the audience, enjoy all the games. We're back next week with another edition of Three Dog Thursday. Bye. When you are looking for the latest news and notes going on in the world of mixed martial arts, the MMA Report podcast is the place to come. News from the UFC, Bellator, World Series of Fighting, and so much more. And also we'll have interviews with some of your favorite fighters. The MMA Report podcast can be found on RadioInfluence.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud.